welcome to the second episode of For the Love of Film with Hilary Turner. I'm Ben Williams. And I'm Lawrence Suds. Okay, and this week we're going to be uh, looking at the curious case of Benjamin Button. We're going to be reviewing that. We're going to look at a few news items, and Lawrence is going to try mm. and review Vicky Christina Barcelona in about one minute. Yeah, so as, as much time as necessarily. 30 seconds, 10 seconds, I could do that. Okay, I get the feeling you may not like that film, but we'll see. Um, it was alright. So... First of all, you wanted to... Oh, yeah, well, I just wanted to mention that. Do you read the Chowell letters column? Of course often? I read the Chowell religiously. Mm-hmm. So you will have seen the uh, the letter from, I think, the president of the Indian Society, actually, that said something like, oh, the slums are a million, and gives this sort of distorted um, sort of misery tourism view of uh, of what life is like in the Indian slums, and says, actually, there's a very strong sense of community there. It's not, like, just sort of horrible to live there all the time, which is interesting because we spent half our time going, oh, well, it really shows you how bad yeah, India is. of course. I mean, I mean, we're sat here... Our nice little room in Oxford, thinking it's a very accurate portrayal of you know the slums, and we have no idea, I suppose. So that's yeah. A, okay. It's briefly worth mentioning that she's probably right. Uh, Dev Patel said the same thing. Um, that Dev, Dev Patel's the star of Slum of Slumdog. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, he's um he said you know when they actually went out there on the location, he was expecting it to be like Slumdog Millionaire, but in fact everybody everybody knew each other there, and uh, you actually you do get a bit of that in the film. Now I, I think you get I think you get that spirit there, but um I mean I was Dev Patel saying that it's not uh, an absolute zone of um, desolation. Yes, exactly. I mean, this is the thing. Humanity doesn't tend to live in states of chaos, really. There's a place called Kowloon Walled City in Hong Kong, which is like, it's in Hong Kong, so it's in British territory, but it was technically left to the Chinese as a little enclave, but the Chinese never bothered to surround it with troops, and the British didn't want to go in there because it wasn't their territory. So there was no law there at all. And while it developed sort of brothels and crime was using it as a refuge, it also just developed very, very strong sort of quite peaceful community there where the law was fairly harsh, mm-hmm. but it was just enforced pretty well, much I suppose the thing is everyone. everyone lives in their own little world, and if they don't know much outside that world, then maybe they'll be happy with it. Mm. But more like they've all got to live in that place together, and they're usually going to find a, a fair enough accord between each other, communities. Well, Otherwise, communities would have never, never developed in the first place, I suppose. Well, that's an interesting point on some me there. I don't know if it detracts from the film or... Do you think, in, in hindsight now? Or? I think possibly it removes the film's luster as a kind of as a kind of expose of what it's like in India. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. still useful, but uh, mm-hmm. perhaps treat it with a bit more caution. Now we're going to move on to our main review for this week, which is of The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. So this is directed by David Fincher, who also directed Zodiac and Seven, which are two very good films. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, a, both fantastic. He's a darling of Hollywood at the moment. Um, do you want to briefly summarise, very briefly summarise, the uh, plot of... Yeah, ben sure, why not? Okay, so uh, Benjamin Button is a film starring Brad Pitt as the as Benjamin Button, whose curious case it is, and Kate Blanchett is the woman he falls in love with. Benjamin, what's curious about him is that he lives his life backwards. Mm-hmm. So... Um, born old, essentially. Yes, he's born old, and then he anti-ages until he's very, very young. Yeah. Uh, it really... And backwards ageing really sort of impresses on you on a way that we're used to forward ageing. We've all encountered it. We all have elderly relatives and we've encountered it in fiction as well. We all know how that works, but sort of him actually going the other way towards what Shakespeare called the second childhood is like, there's something, it it defamiliarises the whole affair for you and suddenly what it really, really hits you, the inevitability of this process and the pressing... His, him just diminishing and diminishing until finally he's going to... I mean, you know he's got to, eventually. Does it really hit you, the inevitability? It, mean, yeah, it really did for me. You're saying that this film had a real impact on him? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a sissy. I break up in tears at all kinds of I'm films. I'm not calling you a sissy. I'm just wondering if this film no, actually made that impact on you. Um, because for we're me, used to forward really aging. We're used to people growing old, and far fewer people believe we go anywhere before birth than people believe we 
go anywhere after death. So he's just Benjamin's passage towards this kind of okay. I, t- I take that point. Diminishing and but I think going away the entirely. reason I don't think this film is very good at all. Indeed, well, mm. okay, it's average. It's far far overrated. The main reason is that the film's focus is on the procession of Benjamin Button's life. It's not on the issues that are really quite interesting, i.e. The, the fact he's born young. He's sort of treated by everyone as, that's fine, like that's normal. No one seems to express any surprise at the fact that there's an old man being born as a baby at any point in the film. Well, nor, that's because that's Or the fact that he ages backwards. Like That's just not what's, what's made relevant in this Well, film, okay, too. firstly, that's because like half of the people he meets just don't know. And, no, no, no. And like okay, the people, no. the people who do know about it are people who he's no, been with no, for no, ages. No, and no. Now wait a minute. There's some people in this film that are with him for twenty years. The people in the old people's home, for instance, and they don't ever consider it the old people's home is where he's born. I mean, that's not ironic humor, I suppose. Great, but I mean, they don't think it's weird. I know only half of them are crazy, but none of them think it's weird. And I think you can assume that throughout the course of his life, he will have met people that know him for a number of years. None of them consider it weird that he's aging backwards. People do comment on it. For example, uh, Captain Mick is that his name? Am I, or am I just being hugely racist we, because we I'm making some racist slur towards Irish people? Is he Captain? No, he is Captain Mike or Captain Mick. He doesn't matter. We'll go with that. Well, he was great. I liked him, and I liked his he tattoos. Was. He was but he great. comments on it. I mean, he's a drunken old son, but even he knows. He says in passing, "Oh, I think you might be getting younger, Benjamin, or something like that." Yes, okay. I um, I but admit you think that, that if someone like this was found in America, it's certainly true that there is perhaps less curiosity into his uh, state than there would be. But I'm not sure what what would be the interest in a film where everybody constantly asks him. No, I'm no, not quite no, sure no. what you... No, well, that wouldn't necessarily be what it'd be about. I mean, you might also say, what's the interest in the film that just shows a procession of a man's life, which is all that this is? I don't see how that's any more interesting in exploring the issues that haven't really been explored before. Well, the whole the whole point of the backwards ageing thing seems to be some, seems to be for, to defamiliarise life. It is just the passage of a man's life, but it's a passage of a man's life presented in a different way than you're used to, and for that reason it makes it's it not, rather... That's new. exactly it. It's not presented in a different way, because he lives a normal life. Does he not? Apart from the fact he's aging backwards, everything else he goes through is normal. And I think the point that David Finch is trying to make through that, saying the important things in life um, are what you make of it and how you deal with things that everyone else deals with, like love, death, etc. It's not the circumstances you're born in, it's how you deal with these basic emotions. That's what he focuses on. He doesn't focus on what's really interesting for me. Hmm. So you think you would like the film to delve more into it? I mean, he, it's, I, I, I it's, less like, it's less like his life is just taken for granted and it's more like um despite the fact that he's growing backwards the same sort of he has a first kiss he has a sort of sexual education exactly he, has a, he has a sort of inverted puberty but it well it's all, i mean it's all done kind of quite consciously in a sort of strange mirror way you know that doesn't necessarily make it good i don't see how that makes it good i mean all we've got here is a two hour and 40 minute bloated film of just the important things in a, a man's life hey, i hear the the short story is actually like really really short it's like it would take you about ten minutes to read or yeah, something. Yeah, so it's surprising. I mean, it's a different. It's a difficult screenplay to adapt, but some of some of it's cringeworthy. I think. I think what really annoyed me about this film is that although it's going through, it's making points that many other films have made, i.e., showing the basic emotions of life. Just because it's in a different context, i.e., the man's aging backwards, it thinks it's better than them. So it thinks it's fine, for instance, to, well, for Brad Pitt to say with enormous profundity, um, it's not the opportunities in life that you have make it it's the opportunities you miss as well as though he's Gandhi or something I was about I, mean, I was about to say that it seems that I'm not sure what you mean about the film being self-important it seems sort of just straightforward with itself but then it's true that Brad Pitt and many other people do spend much of the film sort of saying platitudes which you're just sort of like exactly oh that's nice thank well, you for all, that all they do is they reproduce ageless cliches in, in voices which make them seem as though they're 
extremely profound when they're not in any way. And uh, I'm going to give a bit of a spoiler alert here. If you haven't seen this film, you might want to fast forward this bit to go now. Um, but we're going we're to say it. Just briefly discuss. Right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, what have we got? One moment where Kate Blanchett is in Paris. Okay. Um, is that the spoiler? Kate Blanchett, no, no, wait a minute. She's dancing in Paris because she's a dancer in her career. It shows the five, five minute sequence before she's run over and breaks her leg and that can't dance cool. anymore. That's, there's a spoiler right there. Yep. There's a five minute sequence preceding that showing how a range of consequences lead up to this event happening. Mm. Um, saying, for instance, if the milkman hadn't have got up five minutes earlier, then he wouldn't if have given the milk. He hadn't forgotten her coat and missed a text. Yeah, he exactly. Had to get the next one. So it's saying there basically everyone's linked, everyone's connected. We're all part of this, you know, big diaspora. But this particular sequence annoyed me a lot because it's so explicit what they're trying to show. There's no subtlety whatsoever. It's just Brad Pitt saying if he hadn't have done this, if she hadn't have done that, then Kate Blanchett or Daisy would never have been run over. It's an old message, and then, but then, it's done, no, no, it's but then, quite then rehashed going, going quite on from that, like That's quite obvious enough, just the image is there. And then he actually says, so everyone's connected, basically is what he says. And I couldn't believe, like, mm-hmm. what, what, is this like, this is so heavy-handed, this dialogue is shockingly written. I can't believe they think that we're so stupid, A, not to realise that, that this is what the, the point they're trying to make, and B, why the hell make it anyway? Like, just why? Like, it's so obvious. I just don't see the point in making a film... Exploring issues like that, which have been explored many times before, often badly. Babel, if you've ever seen Babel, I don't see it. It explores, it's I a whole believe. film exploring that one issue. But it just goes through these things, like we're all connected, first kiss, love, whatever else, all the basics of life, showing how you know, everyone, however they're born, experiences these same things. I don't see why this film should feel it's better than any other film, just because it does it in a different context. It's not. It's worse, if anything. You didn't enjoy it? I actually, I'm going to be honest with you, I fell asleep at the end. Really? I actually fell asleep. See, because it's, bad. Uh, it's, it's bad. true It's true what you're saying, that it doesn't do anything particularly new, and in fact, it rehashes a whole lot of plot points from Forrest Gump, which you thought Do- uh, David Fincher had. Yeah. That might be better if he was plagiarising himself, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Did he write the screenplay? Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> personally, I found it a lively, re- a fairly lively retelling of this myth. It was a not I fantastic meal, but it was... Because no, but there's so many scenes nice where you, you just have the characters looking out at sunsets making supposedly important statements on life. and it's just They're not very many scenes with sunsets. It's, it's at least four or five. I enjoyed the sunsets. I, I think the film could be credited for stunning special effects. Fine. And Brad Pitt ageing backwards. I mean, oh yeah, no, really I, was, well. I was really impressed by, um, by uh, how even the baby looked like Brad Pitt. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's <laughs> impressive. You know, in Zodiac, like none of the none of the backgrounds were real; it was all CG. Yeah, exactly. so that was really impressive. Yeah, I mean, the tech guys again have done an incredible had done an incredible job yeah, here, compositing Brad Pitt's face onto various bodies. This film has been nominated for thirteen Oscars, including Best Actor for Brad Pitt. He's better than normal, but uh, he's still not particularly good. If you ask me, I thought he's worse than normal, but he's still good. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, for best film, for uh, maybe best direction, I'd say no because it's so bloated. There are some brilliantly directed scenes in that they look good but the fact is that direction should incorporate other elements like being able to tell a story succinctly this is two hours 40 minutes it's not the thing is the thing thing is that i i I agree with you um that there's a lot of um it's slow and it's quite sort of stately and there isn't uh and it doesn't really do anything that you haven't seen before but i don't think i didn't get the feeling of being crushed under its unimaginable whale-like weight i mean I was like, I'll be honest here. It, uh, it. Um, we should cut out the bits where we say, "I'll be honest here." It's such a stupid thing to say, <laughs> as if we would lie, just just <laughs> make shit you. up. Um, well, 
you're saying that it's bloated and you're saying that it's presumptuous, but I didn't get that. I felt it was kind of unassuming and, and straightforward in its approach mm-hmm. to you, the audience, and it passed quite quickly for me. Certainly it passed quicker than um, Vicky Christina Barcelona, which is a lot shorter and had me checking my watch all the time. I'm not saying it's not straightforward. I just think it's got a lot of self-importance. I've said it before. I think that's, that's its real problem. It's very self-important, and that just annoys me about any film. Mm. But anyway, differing opinions. Maybe you should check it out. I don't not, think... I don't not think that differing it. opinions. I mean, I, it's an all right film, and if you... Uh, you should now have an idea of whether you like that kind of thing. If you do, yeah. it's worth seeing. But yeah. it is long, it is slow, it's not going to be anything particularly new, and certainly there are better films out there, better long films. Maybe you're just a nicer critic than I am, Lawrence. You say that, but you know, what I think is that you're projecting Guy Pusey onto me. You miss him and you want me to be him. <laughs> In our lack of a regular feature, we've decided just to go through some interesting news items. I think it's cool not to have a regular feature, man. We're loose. We're free. (laughs) We can do anything we want. Okay, so in our retro mind of thinking, uh, we're going to look at some news items. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, they're they're just sort of random news things. A random collection of interesting news items, yeah, from the last three weeks. So, Lawrence, you're just going to go through some... Right, pardon me for the rustling of papers here, and since I've sort of got the news sheet here, I want you to interrogate me about this, Ben. Don't you be cowed. Christian Bale went crazy, blew up on the set of, of... Oh, shit, the new Terminator movie, Terminator <laughs> Salvation, that's what it's called, um, which I, I can't say looks particularly fantastic, but hey, who knows. Uh, anyway, Christian Bale, basically, this guy, um, a sort of novice director of photography, was fucking around with the lights during an apparently a really sort of emotional scene which Christian Bale was deep into. So Christian Bale, in his um, slightly weird mid-Atlantic accent, uh, tells him, <clears throat> am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of the scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? Why don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene? And uh, later I, he uh, demonstrates his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Magnanimity, possibly? Demonstrates his even-handedness, his fairness. You do it one more fucking time and I ain't walking on this set if you're still hired. I'm fucking serious. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But that doesn't fucking cut it when you're fucking around like this on set. Well, I'm Christian Bale. He's an interesting guy. I mean, I think he's a great actor. I draw draw upon another news item from recently involving Christian Bale when... I mean, he's a multi-multi-millionaire and I remember his his sister asked him, his sister and his mother asked him if if they could have £100,000. Mm. He just said no, flatly refused. Oh, was this was this where he got then, arrested for assaulting he, his sister and mother? He hit he did, his Hold on, he didn't say he was arrested for verbal assault, which he, is a perfectly valid I'm legal form of I assault. I think he hit her. That's, mm. that's my personal opinion. Oh, I see. You saw the. So bruises. what I'm saying is, he's a very principled guy. So I'm not too surprised that he'd say something like this. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to. I mean, there are various uh, contextual stories circulating around about how actually he, like, his behaviour was was sort of quite justified by what the. Um, by the director of production had been messing around for ages and actually had been... Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and on the other hand, on the other hand, he really does... I mean, uh, we haven't read you the full scran- transcript because it's quite long. You can find it on the internet. Just uh, search for Christian Bale transcript. You'll probably find it. But um, he... Oh, you can also get a Christian Bale soundboard where you just press little buttons <laughs> and it gives you Christian Bale. Perfect it's fantastic. Present. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... He does really go on at this guy for a long time, and the guy keeps trying to go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he goes, you don't fucking get it. Yeah. So, and, and sort of threatening to get the guy fired. That's a real unfair Okay, well, when I said Christian Bell was principal, what I meant was he's a wanker. <laughs> principal. Okay, well, um, segue, segue. Oh, yes, well, of course, Christian Bale stars in The Dark Knight, which is quite old now, but is still out, uh, is currently out in IMAX theatres in London, so if you happen to want to see Christian Bale being really angry 
really big, then you can go and see that. Being really bad, actually, I have to say, in what? that film. I think, think The Dark Knight, he's about the worst person in it. Next time. Quentin Tarantino's new film, Inglorious Bastards. Um, the trailer is out, but don't see the trailer. Because, basically, if you're already looking forward to this film like I am, then you don't need to see the trailer. And if you're not looking forward to this film, the trailer will make you think, oh, that looks rubbish. And Brad Pitt is really unconvincing as the hard-ass drill sergeant. He's very unconvincing. I think the thing is, there's two different sorts of people in this world. There's people who like Quentin Tarantino and there's people who don't like Quentin Tarantino. There's uh, not one person on the middle ground here. Don't don't contradict me here, Lawrence. There's no one on the middle ground here. Okay, yeah, no, I like If him. you don't like past Quentin Tarantino films, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be much of a change from what he's done in the past. Briefly, the film is about this, this crazy squad of, that gets dropped into occupied... France uh, with the purpose of basically butchering the Nazis horribly so that when the Americans actually invade I think it takes place before the invasion the Nazis will already have heard all the stories of what these horrible people did and they will associate American with fucking horrible rapist or something so all the, all the ingredients all of Quentin Tarantino film mm. lots of gore uh, right there like honestly apparently it's, it's quite good um, right do you want a link here? it's really tenuous please well, um, Inglorious Bastards is pretty much the opposite of uh, Band of Brothers, which is this really, you must have seen, a really yeah, brilliant, touching, brilliant. yeah, touching Absolutely. sort of meditation and Absolutely war and very, very fantastic. Well, um, Band of Brothers was, of course, a home box office miniseries, which is basically home box office. We can talk about TV here as long as it's HBO because it's bringing the values of film to TV. And another HBO series, which is just out on DVD, is John Adams, the story of the much-neglected US president who you probably haven't even heard of. Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> yeah, because I <laughs> Well, there you go. Sorry. Maybe you have then. Sorry, just... John Adams, no, it's a really great show. Basically, um, it has Paul uh, Giamatti as um, the, the title of American Revolutionary, then the American uh, diplomat, and then he was an American president. And it's his life. In a miniseries, it's pretty great. I'd well, like to buy it. Out. Yeah, or, definitely. It's just finished on Channel Four. As I would recommend, like, if you haven't seen or heard of The Wire, go buy it. Oh yeah, definitely. Every single series. The Wire, possibly the best TV series. You ever. may bankrupt yourself in these credit crunch times. You probably want to only buy the first box set or something. Yeah, but if you're going to go down, you might as well go down watching quality. That's fair enough. Okay, this is the part of the show where I challenge Lawrence. Uh, Hello. Lawrence, my friend, who, who likes to talk for England, mm. uh, to review a film succinctly in one minute. This week it's Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Lawrence, one minute, go. Okay, right, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, it's directed by Woody Allen, it's set in Barcelona, it's got Scarlett Johansson and um, Javier Bardem, who was, uh, he was the evil assassin with the Javier, Catalan. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt in... you one minute. Javier, that's a shocking mispronunciation. Javier, oh, I'm Javier, so sorry. Well, I'm... Goodness me. Well, oh. well, all right, you learn Spanish. Okay, anyway, gone. Go. basically... Um, this is a film in which uh, narration, not very smart narration, not very well-written narration, uh, stands in frequently for storytelling, let alone any good characterisation. The film, the, the narration constantly repeats Sounds awfully like Benjamin Button. Sorry to uh, yeah, but it's much worse, much worse. The, the ratio of narration to non-narration, oh, it's terrible. Like, the, it says, it says, once his face got up and went out in the dead of night, and on you, see, uh, you see on screen just a very quick shot of what's his face okay. getting up and going out in the dead of night. It's that bad. Sounds anyway, like um, it sounds like garbage. The, the performances are pretty good, and... Um, it, but it's just it's just very slight, and I didn't think it was very wet, and it made me laugh about once, maybe twice. Ten and seconds. that was when Penelope Cruz's character came in, who's amazing and just blows the film apart. Basically, if you really Five, like European four, fluff and three, superficial glances, two, uh, pretty one. locations, Lawrence, don't stop. shut up. Good effort, Lawrence. Good effort. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, I, I took I think I probably time. gave an all right. <laughs> I took some of your time up there. Ah, don't worry about it. It's a good effort. I would have only wasted it. <laughs> So uh, thank you for listening to this week's For the Love of Film. We'll be back with you hopefully in just one week, uh, reviewing Gran Torino, which is the new film directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and just to clarify, I don't think you should go and see Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Or Benjamin Button, for that matter. So perhaps we could rebrand ourselves as uh, Credit Crunch Money Savers. If we could be that self-righteous. Um, but like, I don't think it's credible because I, don't, I look like I enjoy a good lifestyle. You know, it's, like you're saving, it's like you're spending your, your film saved money on... You uh, stop on, right on, there, on, you on. son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yeah, we've got to apologise for the quality of the recording because there's this kind of rushing, buzzing noise in the background. But we will be getting uh, new recording software from next week, so mm-hmm. hopefully things will improve. Let's hope so. Okay, so thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.